Hello you. Welcome to this space. I'm your host Ruth and this is No Time for Small Talk. The podcast where we unpack the more complex and deeper aspects of life and explore taboo topics with curiosity and open discussion. We will be delving into mental and physical health, addiction, trauma, birth, death, and pretty much anything else we can dive to the depths of. If you have found your way here, I'm sure you are searching for something deeper, and I hope these conversations provide you with enlightening perspectives, comfort, education, and a smile or two. So wherever you are listening, welcome and enjoy the show. again back with another episode. Today is another solo episode and today I really wanted to talk about reconnecting to or remembering the sacred in life and it's something that is on my mind a lot and actually pops up in so many different ways uh, between day-to-day life and on kind of more special occasions. But it's something that I feel we've become so disconnected from the sacred. I'm just so acutely aware of how disconnected we have all become as a society from the sacred in life. Part of my work is facilitating sacred ceremonies and ceremonies to really honor more special rites of passage occasions in people's lives so whether this is a new mother or year of parenting or a new father um you know or a wedding day birthday menstruation you know menopause we we all accept that there are things that are special in life you know we celebrate birthdays we celebrate Christmas we celebrate Easter we celebrate weddings and christenings and birthday parties and we accept that there is the need for an honoring and a making people feel special and a sharing joy and occasions with family and with friends but I feel that the piece that's missing for so many of us is that real sacredness to it in the culture that we live in that that I live in especially I feel that we've lost touch with the ancient sacred practices you know in in ancient Ireland which is where I come from we were so connected to ritual um, to rites of passage to the skies and the moon and the sun we were so connected and we had so many special days in our calendar special months in our year we had you know celebrations for the solstices we have special tombs and burial sites and amazing architectural builds that were created to honor these 
special times and to gather together and to celebrate. Obviously, I don't know because I wasn't there and there is very little written accounts of the history um, from those days. But I I just know I there's something in me that knows that the people of those times would have been so connected to the more personalized rituals too, you know, to the birthing days, pregnancy, the circles and ceremonies, to new parents, to bringing a life into the world, to honoring death, you know, to celebrating birthdays, to celebrating weddings and the that sacredness around ritual is something that for me feels so normal it feels so right and it feels so lost and it's something that I have been working uh, really hard on kind of cultivating and bringing back into not only my life but the lives of those around me you know, I will quite often if, if someone close to me or somebody I know is having um, a special occasion coming up, whether it's something that's normally celebrated or not, quite often I'll gather a group of their closest people together and create something really special for them. But the feedback that I've received from this is always that, wow, this is so amazing and it's such a good idea and I don't know why I never thought of this. The feedback that I've got from everyone around these kind of special ceremonies and special rituals is that we are craving this. You know, as humans, we are more disconnected than ever before. We are not just disconnected from each other, but we're disconnected from ourselves. We're disconnected from a greater purpose. And we're disconnected from the land. We're disconnected from the magic in the world and the magic here on earth. And from what I can understand, when people participate in these ceremonies, they have that chance and opportunity to really drop into these ancient and lost practices and really get a sense of belonging a sense of the sacred and so I guess what I wanted to kind of talk about in this episode is some of the ways that we can bring more of these uh, sacred spaces and sacred times into our lives um, and into the lives of those we love. Um, I found in my own personal practice that even cultivating a daily morning and evening ritual and making that sacred has the ability to change my whole week, change my relationship with my life. And the more that I'm leaning into these practices and leaning into these deeper offerings, the more that I am finding a joy and a real depth to life 
And so on a daily kind of more simple level, we're looking at some of the things that we can do to kind of bring this sacredness into our life and into our day. Well, for me, it all actually started with an evening routine. So the first thing that I did when I wanted to create something really special and meaningful for myself, that was time for me to step out of my busy life, step out of giving and existing and showing up and drop back to myself was in creating an evening routine. And when I had some more time, that used to look like about an hour every evening where I would turn all the lights off, light candles, put on lamps, put on diffusers, you know, put soft lighting all around the room and I would have my teeth brushed, be in my pyjamas or my comfy clothes and I would, yeah, spend about an hour doing some yoga, doing some journaling, doing some meditation, maybe reading a few pages of a book and just taking that sacred time for myself, turning off my phone, maybe playing some music in the background, but, you know, turning off any notifications, literally switching off from the external world and just gifting myself time and space to go inwards and honour myself and to honour that sacred space in my day that was for me and that evening routine and evening ritual looks very different now I don't have the capacity for an hour each evening anymore um, at this current moment in my life but what it does look like is every evening putting on my diffuser diffusing my calming grounding oils you know, putting some oils on my body, putting a meditation on and taking some time to breathe, to listen to a meditation, to lie on the floor. You know, sometimes I'll lie on my acupressure mat, placing my hand on my heart and arriving and being here. And this quite often could be the first time I've had the space to do that all day, to really arrive with myself. And an evening routine can look so different for everyone depending on your life your circumstance your family situation your living arrangements but creating something for you and making it sacred I think is just a beautiful space to start for me kind of starting and ending the day in this sacred way really impacts my whole week as I said the first thing that I would recommend if you're wanting to bring some more sacredness into your life is to really cultivate and carve out the time for a morning and an evening ritual for yourself. And like I said, that can look like one minute if that's all you have. That's okay. You know, maybe it looks like your alarm going off and you placing your hand on your heart and breathing five deep breaths that's okay. Maybe you've got two hours in the morning to do a full yoga practice, to read a chapter of a book, to journal for 10 minutes, to do a meditation, to, to give yourself a foot massage. If you've got that time and space and that's what you want to create for yourself, 
do it. That's beautiful. But if you don't have that kind of time, that's okay too. It's about intentionally carving out time for yourself. That is for you and for no one else. The next thing that I would say is to create a little bit more space. Ideally in the week. But if that's not possible, even every two weeks, even once a month, if really it's too challenging. The point of these practices is to create more and to bring about positive connection to yourself rather than trying to force yourself to do these things that you don't have time for and it's going to be an added stress. Then that's defeating the purpose. But if you do have the space to make it a kind of a weekly check-in, um, that would be really beautiful. And if not, you can always look at doing a monthly check-in or something. And for this, I would recommend just taking a bit of a longer chunk of time. So really setting up for yourself at least an hour or two and setting an intention for a little sacred session for you so maybe you can bring some tools along for this little session so maybe you've got some of your favorite essential oils or maybe you've got some bush flower essences or maybe you've got some crystals that you love or some sage or a smudge stick whatever you have that is going to invite you into opening sacred space bring those along with you Ground yourself into the space with a bit of a deeper meditation. Maybe you can start with some movement to some music, just even rolling your shoulders back and forward, you know, stretching your neck, stretching your arms above your head, reaching for your toes, just stretching your body and allowing yourself to tune into your body, tune into how you feel. And then I invite you to just do with that space and time exactly what you are needing. And if you are someone that doesn't have a lot of time and space for yourself, it can be really tricky and really difficult to know what to do when you get this time and space. So if for you, you need to write out a little layout of what you're going to do, you know, I'm going to read for half an hour, I'm going to write for five minutes I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes if that's what you need to do that's completely fine if you're more used to having this time and space for yourself you might like to go with the flow a little bit you might like to see how you feel you might like to move your body in it in whatever way feels good you know maybe there's some special visualization or meditation that's calling you maybe you just want to free flow right maybe you just want to lie on the floor in complete silence but again, whatever it looks like for you, it's about cultivating this time and space to check in with yourself, to see how you are and to just invite that space for sacred, for the sacred time and space for you. So that's kind of looking at the regular practices that you can cultivate for yourself. And then when we look at what I when I spoke about our connection with others that I feel we have lost a really beautiful way that I found to kind of deepen that connection with others is is to attend either a women's or a men's circle and if you've never been to uh, a men's or a women's circle essentially what it is is 
a space that has been created that has been opened up for people to come and to share honestly, openly, vulnerably, to come as you are, be who you are, be authentic. Um, there's quite often will be some practices or rituals offered. There may be some movement or meditation or journaling or sometimes they may be centered around fire or the moon or some kind of a theme. But overarchingly, the point of these circles is really to allow yourself to be seen and witnessed and connect with yourself and also with other people in a really deep and authentic way if this is something that is unnatural to you or something that you're not actively practicing in your life developing these deeper more authentic connections can feel very scary and can feel very uncomfortable and I really urge you to just lean into this a little bit because on the other side of discomfort is so much joy and freedom and what I've found is the level of honesty and vulnerability that is shared at a circle is like nothing else I've ever experienced and it really has the ability to crack your heart so wide open and to really bring in so much joy, so much depth, depth of connection. You can just Google if there's any women's or men's circles near you. Most times um, someone may offer a circle monthly and it's sort of a monthly check-in that you can go and there may be quite similar people that go month to month. Sometimes there might be new people that come in and out if you go to a circle and you don't resonate with whoever's running the circle, try another one because we're all human and sometimes we just don't resonate and click with someone. I would urge you to try another one and not just discount the whole idea because I think that there's so much power and support that can be found inside those sacred circles. And if you can't find a circle anywhere or in your town or close by consider starting one consider the possibility of being that person who creates that sacred space for people to come to and to be um, there's a lot of information on how to create circles how to open a space the main thing is just to create a container that is safe supportive and non-judgmental to remember that anything that is shared in a circle is completely sacred and is not to leave the circle and to remember that a circle is not a conversation it is a space for each person to be heard and witnessed and seen you know there's no sharing back or trying to take someone's pain away or trying to fix or trying to share your own experience it is quite literally a space for each person to be seen heard and witnessed if you can create that space that's really beautiful and really powerful it doesn't need to be something that is a business or a work opportunity you know this can be something that you do with your friends and family maybe you open a sacred circle 
once a month with your close friends. Or maybe you open a sacred circle once a month with your sisters or with your mum and your aunts and grannies. This is something that a lot of people have never experienced. And if you can create that space, you can change lives. And then moving on to more the rites of passage or special occasion ceremonies. And I did just want to touch a little bit on these because there's obviously the standardized special occasions that we all know about. It's the Mother's Days, it's the Father's Days, it's the anniversaries. But what about the occasions that truly are sacred, sacred occasions in life? The ritual has been lost from, that it's missing. It's not something that generally we speak about, celebrate, pay any attention to. For this, I'm talking about birth, first menstruation, ongoing menstruation, menopause, death. These things are, in my opinion, some of the most powerful aspects of life. And for so many of these things, they are really shied away from being spoken about or seen as taboo or seen as mm, something that should be done in private. If we just go back to pregnancy, pregnancy is a really interesting topic when it comes to this celebration and ceremony and honoring the sacred because on one hand everyone knows that a pregnancy is an absolute blessing and a joy and we know that when a woman is pregnant when a couple is pregnant we celebrate and we rejoice and we will throw them baby showers and we want to hear everything about it and we want to celebrate and really gift this couple with so much love and support however there's this parallel because when a pregnancy doesn't result in a pregnancy that lasts until delivery of a full-term baby and then baby carries on with the family unit, that's when we stop celebrating. When someone experiences the loss of a child, when someone experiences a miscarriage or when someone has a termination of pregnancy or when somebody has a stillborn baby, the honouring is not given and so instead what happens is we say oh something's gone wrong this isn't the way it's supposed to be let's not talk about this anymore everyone ignore what's happened forget about everything and let's continue on and that is so heartbreaking miscarriage abortion child loss they are all just as much sacred rites of passage as birth of a living child. Birth is birth and in whatever way that occurs, at whatever stage, age, living or dead, a birth is a birth and part of my deep passion in my work is really on. There are so many ways that we can support and create sacred space and sacred ceremony for anyone who has experienced any of these other forms of birth. If you just stop and think for a moment, if there's anyone in your life, or maybe you yourself, that have experienced any number of these 
was there anything to honor your experience or the experience of those you know you know did anybody offer to create a ceremony for honoring this life this baby this being that hasn't carried on the journey with us I know that for I would say 95% of people that I know that have navigated any of these experiences it has not been honored and there has not not been any ceremony or any sacred space created to hold these women to hold these families to hold these babies and that's something that when we think about just how common it is for someone to experience a loss of some kind some way throughout a pregnancy it really feels so wrong that these ceremonies aren't more normalized and that we actually for the most part don't speak about these losses which is really sad and so that you know in itself as you can probably hear in my voice such a potent topic that I really really feel so strongly and deeply about that I think actually it would be worth having a longer maybe even a full podcast on the whole topic itself of pregnancy loss and child loss but I'm going to move on from it there and I'm going to move on to first menstruation. Again, it's such an interesting one because I feel that in our culture and in our society, the concept and the idea of bleeding has been seen to be dirty or wrong in some way or something that should be covered up, hidden away, ignored. And it's very interesting because I feel that the power around menstruation has been so lost I do know that there is a movement that's been happening and I can see it growing that's really about empowering women and empowering girls around understanding the sacredness of menstruation and understanding the power of being a bleeding woman and yet I think in I would say most families and most communities it is still not something that we talk about or we share about or we celebrate. So a little bit about me and my own experience. I pretty much had no idea what to expect when I thought about, you know, bleeding or a period. It was like all that I knew was that at some point in time, you'll bleed out of your vagina and you need to use a pad. That was all that I knew. And that was kind of the extent of education or empowerment um, of becoming a woman you know so I remember the day that I first started bleeding I think I was 11 or 12 and I remember being at gymnastics when it came and I remember just feeling shamed and horrible and dirty and gross and texting my mum and saying can you please get pads on the way home? Remembering that she just like dropped the pads into my room and no more was said about it. It's not in any way judgment from my mum's part, but that's just what happened. That was just my experience and that was just my learning. And I feel that it's only as I've gotten older and 
developed and cultivated a better relationship to myself, to my body, to my rhythms and cycles, to, I guess, the sacred parts of my own life, I've started to develop a stronger connection to the potency and power of my cycle and of bleeding. I really, I long for a world in which girls are growing up to know already the things that as women we have to learn for ourselves. I wonder what the world will look like when girls are sitting in sacred circle and sacred ceremony from you know the age of 10 and learning about their body and their cycle and their connection to the earth and how to honor ourselves as we bleed and how to connect with our innate femininity and our need for rest and our need for listening to our bodies and listening to our cyclical being selves and what that will look like for women to grow up having that as a baseline and I think how do we do that how do we create that until we have created that honoring and relationship within our own body this just follows the same theme for all of the other special occasions that I mentioned when we look at birth again really honoring that parent that mother that new family unit that baby inviting their passage and journey into the world to be a sacred one and to be peaceful to be calm to be soft it's my true belief that how we enter this world has one of the biggest impacts of how we will experience this world and to create sacred space for women and families and new babies can have such a beautiful impact on their whole journey together in this lifetime moving on into menopause again a potent sacred beautifully special time for a woman to move into going into those wise woman crone years that is so suppressed and so ignored again our culture our society does not honor aging it does not honor the wisdom that comes with age in ancient times and times gone by and still in many cultures and tribes around the around the world the elderly and the aging people are truly seen as the most important people and lots of tribes and and communities in the world a newborn baby will be pretty much with the elders all the time aside from when they need to be breastfed and the thought process behind this is around the idea that elders have the most wisdom to impart on the newborn children you know that elders have experienced this world experienced connection to the land experienced such a plethora of human experience and emotions and intuition and understanding of life that they can then impart this knowledge directly onto this child and there's also this idea as well of the reciprocity of it that the newborn baby is has been has just come from other world whatever your your personal beliefs are wherever you believe that 
the baby has come from. But there's this belief that the elders are moving to the next life and the babies have come from the previous life. And so they can impart this wisdom and knowledge onto each other. And the baby can bring an element of peace and safety and support to the elder. And the elder can impart so much wisdom of life onto the young. And I guess when we talk about honouring that kind of sacred space of menopause, it's really honouring that moving into the next chapter of life, moving into those slower, wiser years, honouring all that you have been, all that you have experienced in your life and how you would like to tune into the potency of this next stage. You know, and there's so much more. We could talk about sacred ceremonies in absolutely every aspect of life. Because there are. And the thing about this is when you start to cultivate and create time and space for the sacred in life, what you'll find is that everything becomes sacred. Having your breakfast in the morning is a sacred act. Yeah, you can buy yourself some beautiful china cups and you can get the fanciest herbal loose leaf tea and the most beautiful pot and you can fine silverware to eat your breakfast on and you can really mindfully slowly chew every piece of your breakfast and that in itself is a sacred and I guess the point is that the more that we tune into this sacred in the everyday so you know even starting with a morning and an evening routine and the more that we tune into the real celebration of the sacred the more that we can honor how sacred life is in itself and how much magic there is all around us every day. I didn't get into speaking on sacred ceremony around death because I think that I would like to do a completely separate episode all about death and our relationship to death and death in this culture and I would like to have a guest speaker on actually to share a little bit about that too I haven't really gone into that but it's the same as what I said before it's about creating that sacredness of death too the other side of birth the other side of life life comes death with death comes life as I said I'll do a whole separate episode on the whole topic of death because I think it's something that we really ignore And we really suppress and we really don't allow ourselves to feel and to honour. And so just to finish up this episode, I really invite you to create some kind of a sacred practice for yourself daily that you can really implement into your life to carve out that special time for you that you can tune into yourself your connection to the world around you and to really honor all of the elements of what is sacred and what sacred means to you so that's it for today and i will chat to you next week thank you bye thank you for listening to no time for small talk if you enjoyed this episode please like subscribe share and leave a review Remember to follow our Instagram, No Time for Small Talk, for extra resources and to be the first to hear about upcoming guests or events. 
If you would like to connect or find out more about my work, you can find me on Instagram at Ruma Integrative or by emailing ruma-connect at outlook.com. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye for now.